You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah's out today. It is Monday, October 7th. Uh, she'll be back with us on Wednesday. Actually, you'll get to hear in just a little bit in the second half. We have the opportunity to record with one of our short-term volunteers. So we'll share that story with you in the second half. Uh, one of our short-term volunteers serving in health education in Burundi. Interesting story. Uh, I think the... Uh, just uh, always just a thrill to get to share our missionary stories with you. Stick around for that. It is also Mental Health Monday. That means we get to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman in just a moment as well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Well, it is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. Always good to be with you. Happy Monday. It's a nice way to start off our Mondays. It is, always. (laughs) To start off with a nice, you know, fresh start, clean clean slate for the week uh, and and, and get a good perspective on the week ahead as well. Uh, I assume just like here in St. Louis, we're having beautiful fall weather. You're having that in Nebraska as well? Yeah, it's nice and crisp and cool. And I always like fall because it's like a good reminder that God brings change and growth and new stuff. And, you know, there's seasons. I always think that's really healthy. Yeah, I do like seasons as well. Um, You know, I like that that there's something unique about each season. Um, I don't like the ones that necessarily have lots of construction. uh, But uh, (laughs) those aren't God's seasons. Those are like man-made. Those are man-made seasons. Gotcha. Uh, Today we're talking, speaking of construction, we're talking about obstacles. That's a yeah, good, right, right. I didn't even plan That's that segue. segue. Good, good segue. Good there job. We go. uh, so breaking down obstacles on Mental Health Monday today. So share with us uh, what are some common obstacles to getting help? We've been talking about getting help uh, in our series mm-hmm. on Mental Health Monday. Some obstacles that are common to that. Yeah, I think the obstacles can be really daunting and there's many of them, but at the same time, like once you kind of start breaking down one, it's amazing. It's, it's kind of like that row of dominoes where you get to have, um, you know, uh, it's easier to break down more and more and more. It's that whole thing about like just the first step we talked about a couple of weeks ago of mm-hmm. asking for help, like just that first thing makes a huge difference. That's the hardest part, you know, and then the other stuff starts to come in. And so some things that come to mind are our family dynamics, you know, how we grew up believing about what is okay about asking for help and what kind of help is valuable and things like that. Then there also might be some family dynamics that you have currently, um, you know, just structure time and energy that's available to you. Um, trying to get somebody else's needs met. Um, I often see uh, parents that are willing to take their children to counseling, but they find it really financially difficult to commit to like another person getting counseling. Um, you know, just different things like that. There's all kinds of things within our family structure that make it really difficult. Um, and whether our loved ones are going to support us in that process. And there's this thing called secondary gains, which is a fancy way of saying like our life changes when we get help, just like when Jesus enters in and helps us, when he sends people into our lives. And when we begin to attend to our growth, secondary gains happens, which means things change. And sometimes that's really uncomfortable for us, but it's also uncomfortable for our family members. Um, and so they might start to push against it. Um, you know, so that value structure is in there. Also our positions and our vocations, the, um, the jobs that we have, especially, um, in church work or public positions, um, we can, you know, be really roped into this societal idea that help is for weak and we don't want to look weak. And, you know, we're supposed to be the ones caring for people and things like that. There's just a lot with position and vocation involved there. Um, 
it's unpleasant to get help. <laughs> you know, it's unpleasant <laughs> to say, I need something. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when we stand before God in confession, it's unpleasant. It's not like, oh, I love to look at my sin. Same thing, <laughs> even if it's not our sin, if it's the sin of the world, we're like, I don't really want to look at that. And so that's a huge obstacle. And then I think we can feel rejected. So we ask for help and then we don't get it immediately. That can be really painful to walk through. Um and so those are those are like obviously a lot flying at you at one time, but I just want to honor the obstacles. There are a lot of them, um, but you know we are in this life together. Like this is why God gave us the body of Christ to like tackle those obstacles together. And so you know whether it's just listening to Mental Health Monday and being you know um, aware and compelled for the people around you to help them ask for help, or whether it's you know finally making that phone call for yourself, um, you know this is the place, the body of Christ is where we can begin to ask for help together and break down those obstacles. You mentioned family dynamics. Let's go back to that. Uh, That was one Mm -hmm. of the first ones you mentioned. Um, How do family dynamics sometimes become an obstacle um, or or lead to obstacles that uh, prevent us from getting help? Yeah, I think... Well, I think we want it to be the excuses of time and money and energy. I think it really usually comes down to value. Like it usually comes down to the shame we feel that we either learned as a child or, um, you know, we like inadvertently hold within our family structure now um, that... I will look less to like my children. I will look less to those who love me if I need help. Um, And so there's just a lot of weird family dynamics, you know, especially if we grew up in kind of a chaotic environment, uh, like if there was alcoholism in our family and, and no one ever got help for these really big problems, of course, it's going to be difficult for us to be like, well, I'll just go get help. You know, if it's something we've never seen, something that was never part of our language, it's gonna be really difficult. And I think that's a lot more common than people think. Like families are messy. And so, you know, messiness is just something we all, to some degree, have existed in. Even when our families are amazing and supportive, um, there can be really difficult dynamics about getting help and when you can get help and who you should see. You know, maybe seeing a pastor is okay in some families, but then seeing a a medical professional is not. And then sometimes the vice versa, like seeing a medical professional is fine, but if you reveal it to the pastor, you know, that's not okay. And so just walking through that and sorting through that and knowing that God is our help, you know, the Holy Spirit is our helper. And so he honors, um, he honors us when we ask for help. He he is the holder of blessing. You know, it's a bestowed thing. Blessings come from God. And so I don't have to work to get it from him. But wow, like, doesn't he bring the blessings in um, when we just kind of walk in, in the Jesus direction, just kind of do that thing where we say, Holy Spirit, you are help and and begin to seek it. What do we, when we acknowledge our family dynamics, then what do we do with that? You know, we, we recognize, okay, uh, my family, these are the dynamics of my family. This is what has, um, this is what shaped me, what's formed me into the person that I am. Then what do we do with that? Yeah, I think it's hard for people because they see it as a judgment of their family and Mm. don't misunderstand. It's not a judgment. We're all doing the best we can. You know, this world is hard um, and sinful and wonderful and all of that good stuff. And so just recognize it's not a judgment. It just is what it is. And so um, 
there is going to be, um, you know, maybe some pressure if we start to get help and people don't like it. But at the same time, I'm always surprised by people, you know, let them surprise you. <laughs> Just begin to do the work that you feel like God is leading you to the um, whether that's going to therapy or getting medical help or uh, talking to a pastor, whatever help looks like. Just talking to a friend, even doing that first step um, and just see what happens. Don't put assumptions on your family um, and friends and all of those dynamics around you. Don't put assumptions on your church family and don't put assumptions on the world. You know, the world also continuously amazing amazes me where I start to get help for something and someone else is like, oh yeah, like I started seeing a counselor last year and I feel like a new person. Like it's okay. Fight against the dynamics, but at the same time, don't have assumptions. Just be surprised, you know, pleasantly surprised, I think. So we talked about family, family dynamics. You mentioned also our vocation. Sometimes we can, our, our understanding or our perception of our vocation can also be an obstacle to getting help. Yeah, I think uh, especially vocations that have a public realm to them, you know, like you have a public face. Um, and so this is not just in ministry life, but it is, you know, I hear it really frequently. Um from people who are in ministry that like they're supposed to care for people. That's what they do. And so for some reason in there, they somehow got the message that they shouldn't be getting care, you know, or that they shouldn't be in need of care. And that may not be like something overt. It's just something, you know, subconscious under, under the radar for even them. Um, and so just helping them know that uh, when we as leaders, whether in the church, um, our communities, wherever, we as leaders go get help, we are saying to all of those we influence that they might also do the same. And so there's so much power in that. There's so much power in letting people know that it's safe and okay to be in need. Um, and especially in the church, like we believe in that. That's our confession before God is that we need and so we are living that out in our vocations rather than what I think we currently believe, which is we're pushing against, you know, um, we're pushing against our beliefs. Like, well, if I admit I have fear, then I'm, um, you know, not following the word of God because that's the word of God says, do not fear. Like we don't, we don't believe any of that. <laughs> you know, that's not our Lutheran confession. We have just a minute left. What can result when we deny obstacles, when we deny that obstacles mm -hmm. exist, um, what can result from that? Yeah, I think, first of all, like those really easy excuses, like usually come back to time, money and energy. And when you hear yourself saying them like that is usually just denial. Uh, and I think then we end up inadvertently again, giving our family, our children and the people around us the message that they also aren't allowed to get help. And that's something we certainly never meant to do with our own problems. And so instead, just seek God and let him lead you, you know, know that he is help um, and getting help is a part of what he does um, for the benefit um, that he gives us here in our short time on this planet. Very good. Looking at obstacles and uh, not denying them, recognizing them, acknowledging them, and uh, and working past those so that we can get the help and, and those in our families, those around us can get the help they need as well. Deacon is Heidi Gaiman. Thank you so much for joining us for Mental Health Monday here on The Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. Coming up in just a little bit, Sarah and I had the chance to talk with Lauren Ah, short-term volunteer with LCMS International Mission, serving in community health education in Burundi. Hope you can stick around for that story as well. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.